Good morning and welcome to episode 14 of our small holding warts and all. Um, it's Thursday morning. Uh, you may remember from last week I was supposed to go on that course today, um, which I couldn't go on because I tested positive for COVID. Uh, it's snowing. <laughs> You might remember as well, I said it was absolutely Baltic last night, the night before, um, and this morning we have, it's only flurries at the minute, but uh, it's snowing, um, and it's still Baltic, the wind is cold and it's Baltic. I've just uh, dived out, John's just gone off to work, we've just actually secured, if that's the right word, uh, a new customer who wants a tray of eggs a week. Um, which is brilliant because, uh, as I said, the eggs are piling up. We have we've got in we bought in forty new um, point of labours, which have now started laying. So we're getting uh, they're nearly. I think John said they're up to thirty six eggs, which are all pullet eggs, which are the small eggs uh, that when they lay small eggs when they're newly laying, um, and they're up to thirty six a day. So we have a lot of extra eggs. A week at the minute so uh, I've been trying to um, uh, sort of push it on social media and also the next door app I don't know if anybody on here listening uses that but it's quite good um, and that's where we've just got a, another contact from so he wants uh, a tray of eggs a week so that's good um, that still leaves a lot of eggs that we've got to uh, and in the summer when it's a lot um, uh, you know warmer and you've got um, people uh, a lot more traffic you know people going past people out for walks we've got a caravan park just a mile down the road and people often walk up this way towards the village so they will call in for eggs we've got a lot more uh you know footfall past our place that will stop and come and get eggs but uh sort of through the winter at this time of year it's um it's slow but uh so yeah i've been trying to uh get the word out there that we have all these eggs and please come and buy some, please come and buy some. Uh, in the meantime, um, I'm having to uh, find ways of uh, using them as best I can. Um, so this morning I just sent off John to get some plain flour so I can make up a fair few batches uh, for Yorkshire puddings and things, um, which I will freeze flat uh, and then we'll use those in the winter when we don't have very many eggs, when all the birds go off late or come autumn when they're all going into a molt. Um, we don't get very many eggs, but at least we will have enough eggs. And yes, you can freeze eggs. And I have frozen eggs in the past. And if you're going to freeze them, generally speaking, what I say, obviously you can't freeze them whole as they are because they will just crack. Um, but you break them into a jug, uh, whip them up, and then bag them up and freeze them like that. Now, my tip would be, if you're going to do that, um, write on the bag how many eggs you've put in there, because once they're all whipped up, you won't know. Um, so, and then you can use those for like scrambled egg and or in baking or anything, you know. They, they will, once you get them back out and defrost them, they will cook fine. They're not a problem. But yeah, so... It, if you sort of use, if you think, right, generally speaking, I use two eggs at a time, just write on the bag two eggs uh, or four eggs or six eggs or however many eggs you've got in there because you won't know otherwise and you definitely forget. But, yeah, you can you can freeze eggs. <clears throat> um, 
I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a lot of eggs and I will be uh, sorting those out today, quite a few of them. Duck eggs especially, because we kind of um, uh, lost our duck egg customers one way or another. Some of them moved away. We had some very good customers. Um, about three customers that uh, all moved, one to Spain, one down to the coast, uh, one somewhere else, I can't remember, but they were all exceptionally good customers who had growing families and used to buy quite a lot of eggs off us and they've all moved. So um, I've got to try and get new customers like that, which, uh, so I can sell more eggs. But yeah, that's, uh, so today I'm going to do that. And I was, there was one thing I was going to tell you and I've forgotten exactly what it was now, but I, it will come to me eventually, I'm sure. So, um, oh, that was it. I just I went out, it is still Baltic, took the rubbish out to the bins, etc., etc. And John had said this morning that the turkey, one of the turkeys has died. So um, I just went out to retrieve the body of the turkey. This, this week gets better and better. Um, uh, when we uh, got the turkeys, we got them from a local, um, like, museum. So a farm museum that... Uh, I don't know whatever century the farm was built in the farmhouse and they've got a lovely little set up there and they do have animals and um things like that and they do all the old-fashioned you know all the staff are dressed in old-fashioned um outfit and they do all the old-fashioned uh tasks throughout the farm and the farmhouse and have open days and things like that uh, they had two female turkeys that were fighting amongst themselves and um would draw blood because turkeys will uh, and it which wasn't very good for visitors really especially children to see the turkeys fighting they when they come they want to see lovely sweet animals they don't want to see animals fighting so uh through a, a mutual friend a chap got in touch with me and asked if we would rehome them and I said yeah absolutely not a problem because we had Ted and he was on his own at the time so he didn't even have any female friends so uh yeah maybe it was I can't remember how long uh, maybe this time last year, we took the turkeys in. But they were... So Ted is a, um, a, a bourbon red turkey. He's a fine, upstanding, upright um, turkey. Uh, and in all his glory, he looks amazing. The two females that came were very squat, very dumpy. And I imagine, I have no idea what breeds they were, if they, if indeed they even had a breed if they were interbred I don't know but they were very squat and dumpy with very short legs and a massive body um where they'd been they had tried to give them physio because they didn't walk very well and which is not surprising because basically what's happened is these will be turkeys that are bred for the table so they do have like chickens they will have short legs big body um to maximize the amount of meat you get on them. So they will have problems. The older they get, the more problems they will have rather than than a purebred uh, bird of any kind. So, um, and also with Ted being uh, as statuesque as he is, he, you know, he treads them and he's quite heavy. Um, and she was the the weaker one of the two to be honest and I imagine that it, it's coming in spring he's probably been treading her quite a lot and the problem is because they're cl- shut down as well I don't have anywhere to separate them to be fair uh so yes yeah, so she 
has died, um, which is really sad. So now I've just got one female turkey and Ted. Uh, and hopefully she will be all right. She looks fine. She, she, you know, she always walked well. The other one didn't. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's this morning already. <laughs> like, oh, we have a dead turkey. Um, yeah, who knows how this day is going to progress from here on in. I uh, I don't know, but it's cold. It's snowy. Dead turkey this morning. Hopefully, day will get better. I thought I'd talk a little bit about eggs, um, as uh, we have a lot of them at the minute, and that's obviously because it's spring and it is a natural, you know, we now have um, the maximum, well, not maximum, but a good, a decent amount of daylight hours, <coughs> which triggers egg laying in the birds. Um, all through the winter, we kind of struggle uh, <laughs> to get enough to get put out for sale and then all of a sudden you get an absolute abundance of eggs um and uh we were we were gonna just give up the ghost and to be honest <laughs> it's everything stacked against you really because um i can't i can no longer sell trays of eggs on the uh selling sites because uh as i said before the algorithms won't allow it even if you don't mention the word and it's to do with animals really um so even if you mention the words chicken duck and that they it just won't and i've tried not tried doing it without that and they still don't let it through which i don't understand why because i see plenty of posts on there with people selling um homemade cakes and uh things like that which um you know so i don't really understand why but we used to do a really good trade before with that uh so yeah, um, we, we, we like, I can't do that any longer. So um, I just have to do it by word of mouth, getting people to share it from the farm page, um, you know, things like that. So we have a lot of eggs. Uh, we have a lot. We weren't going to bother getting in any new ones, but because we were struggling for eggs through the winter, we thought, well, we'll get a whole batch of new point of lay. So we bought forty. And, of course, they start laying uh, about two to three weeks after they arrive. Now, they lay what is uh, called a pullet egg, and that that just is an egg from a newly laying hen. And generally speaking, they are um, well under uh, uh, 50 grams an egg, so they're, they're quite tiny. Some of them can be just barely even just over 40 grams, so they're quite tiny. Pullet eggs, you won't see um, for sale in the shop because uh, not in the not in the uh, general sense of the word because because they're so tiny uh, and most of the eggs from the industry from pullet uh, pullet eggs will go off either to be powdered or they'll go straight to the food industry because um, that's what they that's what they use them for rather than sell them because they they're small however pullet eggs are great and if you uh see any i would honestly recommend buying some and trying them because they have a high a higher yolk to white ratio than your standard egg because they're small so that the yolk you get more yolk for your money in a pullet egg 
if that makes sense. And, I, you know, I have lots of people who like them because of that. As, you know, some people don't like egg white at all. My daughter's one. She will have a boiled egg, eat the yolk, leave the white. She won't. <laughs> and then, obviously, you get the other people who just eat egg whites. Um, but, yeah, so pullet eggs, if you ever see them, then uh, do try them because uh, they're great. They're great little um, packs of energy, I think, uh, an ideal for anything and all and uh all, all you do if you want to use um pullet eggs and your recipe says three large eggs uh generally speaking just google it and see the weight of a large egg now our large eggs uh go from oh i've got to try and rack my brains out 60 gram uh no 70 grams upwards 70 i don't i think so per egg that is uh Six, oh no, 66. From 66 grams upwards um, is a large egg. Uh, so something like that. So all you've got to do really is weigh out your egg. Um, and you, you can still use smaller eggs in your large egg recipe. So it's not a problem. Um, as I said, we've got uh, lots of pullet eggs in a minute. And I do have a friend who is... Um, uh, a single dad basically and so when I have um, spare trays that I haven't sold uh, of those sort of eggs I say to him oh, do you want a free tray of eggs feed the kids so um, he usually come and get a free tray of eggs uh, which is uh, yeah, I can do that for him so that's fine um, people often ask me which egg would you recommend eating out of chicken duck quail uh, goose now to me I don't find a lot of difference. Um, a lot of people say, oh, duck eggs and goose eggs too rich. I don't mind that. I, If I'm cooking scrambled eggs, it doesn't matter whether I'm cooking it with chicken or a duck or anything. I don't use anything other than the egg. And I scramble the egg. No milk. I mean, in a non-stick saucepan, I use no milk, no butter, no anything else. I just whip up the eggs, put them in there, scramble them up with a bit of pepper. Uh, and I find that's you don't need anything else um and you certainly don't need anything else with uh the duck eggs chicken eggs you might want to but i don't and that's how i eat them and um duck eggs are a little bit richer so i don't think you need any extra with those and same with the goose egg and you get a lot of scrambled egg for your goose egg and a massive fried egg if you ever want one um so again if you ever see any a goose egg out for sale anywhere do you just try one i mean i i often give them to the grandchildren and they have the most massive dippy egg um ever so which is which is a novelty and it's great you know so you know if you see any of those quail eggs obviously tiny tiny quail eggs and um sometimes you think oh why would you even bother but um but hard-boiled quail eggs great you know on a picnic great uh, i know lots of people who use them for children's um lunch boxes because uh, they're just ideal picking size not too smaller children obviously but um yeah so they, they're great and uh I've never tried using quail eggs in a recipe because you'd have to weigh out quite a lot of them. Which, but but you could. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't. You absolutely could. Turkey eggs. We haven't got any this year so far, and we're likely to have 
uh, a lot less, obviously. Now we've only got one turkey, but mainly the female turkeys were um, so that Ted had some turkey company um, rather than get the eggs off. And we had eggs off them. It's a bonus, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about eggs, um, especially pullet eggs, because, as I said, you won't see them for sale, but if uh, generally, on the general uh, shopping scene, but if you do ever see them, do grab some, because they are uh, often very cheap, because they're tiny, and, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of egg yolk in there, so uh, a good little little pack of egg, Um to have so yeah that's a little bit about eggs um and uh our eggs anyway and uh different ones and what i do with them and you know how how i try to sort of market them and put people say to me you know well which is the egg that's what i was going back to the egg which egg tastes better well to me they're all pretty much on the same level. Other people, some people are like, John, he doesn't, he's like, no, don't want a duck egg. He's never had one, but he doesn't want to try one. Um, but some people, and I find, and this stereotyping, which I don't really like to do, but I do, it is true that um, older country folk prefer duck and goose eggs. Now, whether that is because when they were children, that's what they had, and so that's so they know. And now the younger generation, that it's not available, so they don't know. I'm guessing that's the reason, but it's definitely always the older uh, customers, and usually ones that have had a country lifestyle um, that go for the duck and the uh, the goose eggs specifically. But yeah, if you see any of those out, do buy some and give them a try. Let me know what you think. Good morning. It's uh, Friday the 1st of April. April Fool's Day, but I'm not going to do any April Fool's. (laughs) Um, It's also my mum's birthday, so you can imagine as children (laughs) how cruel we were on her birthday. Um, Salt in the tea and uh, all sorts of things. (laughs) Looking back, and she took it all in good humour, bless her. Um, We no longer do that to her. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah it's april 1st um it is also the day when um the energy prices go up here double almost in the uk um so we're all going to be very energy conscious uh it's uh going to be quite frightful um but on the other hand it also um gives us the opportunity to uh rein ourselves in i guess is for want of a better phrase and really think what is what do we need on um and what can we do without you know <clears throat> my son-in-law is always been one of those people that turn everything off at the plug anyway um i I'm ashamed to say I don't, <laughs> but I will do from now on in i i tend to leave things on um and also, I said to John this morning, the difficulty with a lot of the things, is, especially appliances, kitchen appliances, is that the plug is always behind the appliance. 
So the washing machine, um, the, the, the plug is right behind it. I can't get to it to turn it off when I'm not using it. Same with the television. It's sort of a, it, it's a, ours is on a heavy, bulky unit uh, and the plugs are all behind it. I can't get behind it to turn it off. But I will go round and um, look at everything and turn it off. And the other thing that annoys me is uh, like the built-in cooker with the little um, the digital clock on it. I mean, I know, you know, well, I never use a timer or anything on my oven. Um, so it's, it's completely unnecessary, really. And it's, I know it's probably using a nano bit of energy, but all those nano bits add up. Um, the other thing I'm quite bad at doing is that, uh, which I'm going to make a lot more effort for is in our kitchen where I'm stood now, um, in the morning, so we've got a very small window that points south, but in the morning it's quite dark in here until the sun gets around a bit. And so we have the light on, but then I tend, I leave the light on and, and then I can't even tell whether the light's on or whether it's daylight. So that's really bad of me, to be fair. So I'm going to make a, a much conscious, more conscious effort to turn that light off <clears throat> as soon as it's light enough in here to be able to see. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, going around in the dark wondering what um, what's what. And our kitchen is quite dark, really. We've only got small windows, so it's quite dark. But I'm going to make a conscious effort to uh, to turn that off all the time um and, unless I actually really need it things like that really and uh you know the, like the toaster is just on so that you can pop the toast in and flick it down well I'm going to turn those all off so and I'm going to turn them on when I need them um because they you know they leak energy even if you're not using the appliance it's leaking a little bit of energy so um hopefully everybody took their <clears throat> energy meter readings yesterday we didn't uh totally forgot uh, the the website's crashed apparently anyway but um i think you have up to a week to submit the the um the readings anyway so uh once you've taken them so that's fine we to be fair i only did our meter readings last week because i had to because that was when the bill was due so i sent the meter readings in last week so it's not like we're months out of out of whack there um uh, the other thing I thought, the other energy saving thing um, I was going to try and do uh, is, so when I go in my freezer um, to get thi- to get things out for dinner later, I just I want to be able to whatever I'm putting in put in at the same time. So I'm only opening my freezer once, you know, rather than I'll go out and get something for dinner, then I'll think, oh, I need to put that in the freezer, put that away. So I'm going to try and make a conscious effort to just open that freezer once uh, during the day. Whether that will work or not, I don't know. Maybe twice. But at least not um, not not thinking about it and just, like, going in and out and opening the freezer and everything else. Uh, same with the fridge, really. I'll try and minimise the amount of times I open it, get everything out that I want at the same time, <clears throat> and uh, try and do it like that. That might be a little bit difficult because... Um, John drinks a lot of tea, so he's in, always in it. He's not at home today, he's gone to work, but always in and out with uh, opening the fridge for getting the milk out. But those kind of things. And we already keep our radiators pretty low. Um, we do, you know, a lot of people run their uh, heating around about 21 degrees. Well, most of our rooms are run at uh, the rooms we don't use very much, and certainly the rooms we sleep in are all, all kept at 16. Um, and uh, 
also the the um the living room and the kitchen one what i was doing the other week when it was sunny is turning it down one more degree they run at 18 and i would turn it down a degree as soon as uh you know, as soon as it was felt warm enough, because sometimes it does feel too warm in here. So, or, you know, if it feels too warm, turn it down a degree. But John would always say that you should keep your heating running at a certain level. Don't, he, he's not one that wants it uh, on a time clock, turn off, turn on, because he said you're using a lot of energy to reheat the house all the time. So if you keep it at a, a lower ambient level all the time, you will save energy um, that's his theory. I don't know if that... I haven't even looked it up to see if that works out, but that's what we do here. Um, yeah, so try and find ways to uh, to save energy. And the other thing I'm going to do, <clears throat> I am denied about it, but I am going to invest in a solar charger for my phone um, and my iPad because we're going through to summer now. And they're a bit expensive to buy initially, but they should last years and years and years. And I can then charge my phone when I'm outside working in the garden rather than overnight from the power source in the house. So uh, it's just a, a way. Of, and also, you know, I can take it out with me. It will be um, useful in, in, a, in a lot of ways, really. Um, and I can probably look around and find a lot more that I can charge up other than just my phone. Um, and things any anything with a usb will charge up so uh yeah i think i'm going to try i'm going to have a look and invest in a some sort of portable solar charger that um i can do that with it's uh solar is definitely an energy that we ought to be using far more of and uh i dare say if you look right into it there are um solar chargers and gadgets for all sorts of things I did think I wanted to I know next door to my brother where he lives um a chap runs his whole phase three workshop on solar power um so it's definitely doable um just having the skills and the knowledge I guess to uh put it all together it uh I tried to I did have it sit down and try and research it all and read about it uh, a while back um, and we did have one of the chicken huts on some solar energy uh, where it was charged through a battery and uh, uh, through a solar panel uh, charged up the the 12 volt battery out there um, and it worked for a while uh, and then but the battery to be fair was just a second-hand car battery and it wasn't really actually brilliant but um you know, if you invest in the decent stuff to begin with, although the outlay is always a little bit expensive, I think in the long run, probably would uh, uh, serve you good. So yeah, that's uh, it's uh, going to be energy saving from here on in. Luckily, we're going into the summer, you know, the summer months. Um, so the more energy we can save during the summer months, <clears throat> the less we will worry about using it in the winter months uh it's one of the reasons i i mean i also like my slow cooker for that reason um just try not to put the oven on too much i mean and then obviously there are you can cook outside really all summer long if you want i get the fire pit going and get a dutch oven and put the dinner on that why not you know might be what more people are doing and gonna be uh, uh definitely save energy um so yeah 
got to look at all the different ways that you can think, right, how can I save save a bit of energy because it's going to cost me, but also save a bit of energy so that uh, you're helping the environment, really. It's got me thinking now about this whole energy thing and about how much energy, um, you know, how much our energy consumption has risen massively over the years uh, due to our lifestyle, really, I suppose. When you look back, um, even when I was a child, I'm trying to think on on the go here, but uh, we would have had the TV which um, we we just about had in the 70s, to be honest. Uh, that sort of didn't even... The programmes didn't even start until sort of... Uh, well, well, the TV certainly didn't go on until things like Play School and Jack and Ori were on. Uh, it then went off because that was the only two children's programmes on, really. Um, and it, it was very rarely on. To be honest, uh, Dad used to watch a Western on a Sunday, but um, it wasn't, you know, the television wasn't on much. So, yeah, the television, uh, I'm trying to think. We probably didn't even have an electric kettle. It probably went on the stove. Um, and I, we, we actually, when I was uh, five or six, we moved into quite a modern house, a new build house. Um, so previous to that we'd lived in a very old uh, old stone cottages so even less energy was probably uh, used then but when we moved in here so we had uh, like central heating but that was uh coal you know a baxi uh was it a baxi i don't even know what you call it anyway it was a coal fire with a back boiler which heated the house um and obviously did have a pump so the pump was on but the uh we had the, I guess, the only ele- the only electrical appliances we had in the kitchen would have been the oven, um, I'm thinking. And even the washing machine uh, was <laughs> was the old-fashioned one. I remember my mum doing it, the old-fashioned twin tub. But that really just got wheeled out for your wash, and then uh, which was probably once a week, and then wheeled back again. You know, it wasn't something that was permanently out. So um, when you think of all the things now that we use that we deem to be essentials, uh, you've got a question, really, are they or not really? Probably not really. And so all of those things really can be sort of turned off um, until you need them, really. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, And the other thing is I've just literally, I've done a wash load this morning and I put that out on the line. It's sunny, it's windy, it is absolutely freezing out there, but it will dry the washing. So the other thing you can do, really, is think, you know, take a look at the weather forecast, do all your washing on the day that it's going to dry outside, and, you know, you can use the wind energy to dry, and the sun to dry your washing, rather than any um, electrical energy in the tumble dryer obviously that's not always possible and sometimes you know if you've got a house full of small children I know the wash load is massive so you know but you know tailor it to your circumstances and always try and get it on the line I would if um always have uh if I could so yeah I put out today it was Baltic out there putting it out (laughs) but it should dry so or dry enough and then 
if it's dried enough, uh, I'll get it in, I'll put it in the basket and I just put it in the airing cupboard, which is obviously using energy anyway. So anywhere you can use double up energy is obviously a great thing. I did think I'd get the airer out and put it in the bathroom because our bathroom radiators are on low um, constantly. And obviously that's a sort of a, a steamy environment. Anyway, I have never dried my washing on the radiators around the house i don't i don't like that but in a in the bathroom where it's already um a, a damp environment if you like when you get out of the shower it'll be damp when you get out of the bath it'll be damp uh i'd put them in there to dry um because it's already you know the, the radiator's already on uh and there's already you know shut the door and there's already heat in there that will perhaps just either finish them off or uh, dry them entirely depending on what sort of day it is but yeah and I finish them I I will get this lot in and it will go into the airing cupboard which is also um, you know the, the immersion heater is on uh, our immersion heater comes on we do have a low cost energy at night on the immersion heater it was just something that was already installed here so we've never taken that out so the um, our, our water heats up at uh, low cost times of the day which generally is overnight and uh do get like an hour in the middle of the day so i double up the energy the double up the energy usage there so anything you can look at really identify and think yeah i can do that i can do that as well and no doubt i will go around today because it is foremost in my mind and think oh yeah you can you can do that and going back to the you know the the time when people didn't use a lot of energy i mean I, really when you look at it now it's ridiculous the appliances that we've got um that are always just they're on for convenience you know we have i mean i i can't talk because i like my gadgets i love my um techno technology gadgets and things i do um, but i really do need to make sure that i turn them on like alexa i've got alexa i love alexa Alexa's always putting on timers for me, telling me what the weather is. I can ask her all sorts of questions. I'm here by myself all day. Sometimes I just have a conversation with her. <laughs> but I do like uh, the Alexa. But nowadays, of course, you've got um, the internet, you've got the modems all on, uh, all of that, which um, it's all become a necessary part of life, uh, but one that we and one we rely on, and that's a whole different topic. But... Um, it's not necessarily one that we should be, you know, we should have on all the time, really. Um, the, the other thing, I'll just quickly say it while I think about it. I was thinking about this the other day. We rely on technology. I, I do. I think what, I, I will need an answer to a question. I will flick up Google, have a look. But actually, uh, to have a decent supply of books is a great backup because if the internet ever goes down... You've got your back up there. So you'd want a, a, a supply of books that tell you how to do things, <laughs> really, because uh, if the internet, if everything goes down, you, there's no other way of getting that. I love books anyway. Um, I'm very loath to get rid of any of my books, ask anybody. They were like, why have you got all those books when you don't really even read them? Well, because once upon a time I did, and uh, I might need them in the future, so I don't get rid of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll probably think of... Uh, Lots of other things. And if you can think of any, do let me know. Because uh, I'm only thinking in my circumstance. But there may be other circumstances 
that uh, other people have that think they think, ah, oh, I could do that, I could do that. But it'd be interesting to know, so do let me know. I'm all in a dither. Uh, I've been sorting out eggs and... Uh, Oh, we've got lots of them. I keep saying that, but we have. I don't think I've ever known so many eggs, actually. Um, and then, just as I was doing that, John phoned me uh, because the chap is coming to put the window in today. Um, now, he measured up for it, or last, I don't know, August or something like that. Was going to come at Christmas, didn't come. Uh, so he's coming today. I said, great, it's cold today. Could have come last week when it was hot. So we're going to have the window out, but that's good because it's the last um, window that needs replacing. Uh, <coughs> it's in the spare room. And then that means we can then, once that's done, we can get that spare room sorted out because under that floor is not insulated at all. It goes straight down to the ground, to the dirt, literally. So um, that is a project we can sort out for the summer. We can get the floor up, get it insulated, get the floor back down, decorate the room, and then we are pretty much insulated then. So there's another, you know, it's going to cost us, but it'd be saving in the long run. Uh-huh. First boo-boo of the day. So I plugged my phone in to charge it up, and of course I've gone around and turned all of the plug sockets off. So it hasn't charged at all. <laughs> uh, must do better, Dawn. Um... The chap's been to fit the new window, and that's looking good. Although the window that we had fitted was smaller than the other window that was in there. Um, and so now there's a bit of making good to do inside in the room. And I've already been looking at um, decoration, how to decorate, how I want it to decorate. Because it hasn't, it was actually um, the last time it was decorated, probably, oh, Oh, so many years ago, I can't even think, probably about eight years ago, something like that, maybe more, when um, Charlotte was living here and before she went off to Australia. So, yeah, it's probably a good eight years ago. Um, and, of course, I did... <coughs> it was a spare room, so I always had a double bed in there for when my dad and Sue came to stay. Well, obviously, they'll no longer be coming to stay, but um, I still do want a... Uh, bed in there for the kids the grandchildren when they come to stay or you know if we have some sort of sometimes at Christmas the kids stay over um so yeah so I've got uh started thinking about that already I shouldn't do yet because we've got the floor to do and everything and all the making good but um if I formulate some sort of plan in my head then I will be thinking about that uh, I've also, next week, I've got my uh, flower club and I've got to do this pave design, which is a, a flower arrangement designed to look at from above. So like a pavement, I think it's short for pavement. Uh, so it looks like you're looking down onto a pavement. There's got to be colours and textures and things. And I've uh, just been out in the garden looking at all the different things I could potentially use. Um, I still haven't formulated a plan quite yet, but I'm sure I will do that eventually. I've got the dinner in the slow cooker, which I did remember to turn on at the plug. Um, so we've got, uh, that's another good sort of um, saving, you know, uh, energy saving thing for is uh, the slow cooker or one pot meals because they are brilliant. Not only are they easy, uh, you chuck it all in a pot and you know, voila, there it is. 
but um, the slow cooker obviously is uh, brilliant. You just get on with things and eventually it's cooked using not a lot of energy. Uh, we've got something called um, spring chicken today. So literally I've got chicken breasts actually in there with um, onions, celery, um, some thyme, uh, some um, sprouting broccoli, which I picked from outside and some peas and then a stock cube and that's uh, and potatoes obviously so um it should be a nice fresh sort of chicken dish uh, a little bit different to a casserole or a stew It'd be a little bit better uh, other than that i've actually really done a lot because i was waiting for the chap to come do the windows and then um waiting on hand because there was a couple of a few times i needed to need to have some opinion on what i wanted done uh so yeah um it's now what half past two so still plenty of time but um oh and i've been in the greenhouse and potted up some i bought some um scented pelagonium um flower plants plug plants type thing uh, now i'm not normally a pelagonium or uh whatever, whatever the, uh, what's the other word geranium person don't really like them but scented pelagonium <clears throat> smell amazing um they smell like you can get all different um smells you know apple or mint or uh lemony all sorts of smells so they are smell- and so if you're doing you know if you if you have a mind to do a sensory garden of any type then um scented pelagoniums are a, a, a wonderful addition for that uh for that very reason they are very highly scented and smell nice, not like ordinary um, geraniums, which I think pong a bit, <laughs> depending on how your nose is, uh, you know, flavoured. One of the things that um, they use quite a lot of in the um, in flower bouquets is feverfew. And I'm like, what? But to me, feverfew smells horrible. I don't like it at all. But uh, other people are like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. So I guess it all just depends on how, you know, what kind of a... Um, a palette you have in your nose for smells i guess but uh yeah i will grow feed if you put in some bouquets but i probably won't be able to bring myself to use it very often because i just don't like the smell of it um so yeah that's uh what i've been doing and i'll probably find something else to do as well now because uh i did actually think it was later than that so i'll find some more jobs to do Good morning, it's Saturday morning, half past nine. Um, it's a lovely sunny morning, though it was a very hard frost um, overnight. And I don't, it's going to be a lovely day, but it's not going to be as warm as it was the week before. But that's fine, as long as that suits me, uh, as long as it's warm enough out there to work, that's fine. I just tried to start this uh, podcast twice and I had two two phone calls. It literally just before I st- <laughs> started um one was from john he's gone shopping um phoning to see what uh they haven't got this so what do i want instead um and the other one was a order for some um duck and goose eggs which is great because uh, we've got a lot of those as you know <laughs> um this morning so i also had an inquiry from somebody who was looking for rhubarb so um I decided I, I'd already decided that I would leave it till this Saturday to go out and pick the rhubarb. I've now got to wait for the frost to, to wear off before I go out and um, pick any. 
but I will be picking rhubarb this morning. Um, I'm also going to then uh, have a look at everything to see if it, uh, you know, all around the garden, all around the plants that I've got, just to make sure everything survived the frost. And also want to check on the tortoises, um, because obviously it was quite cold out there, although they've got straw packed into their thing. I just need to double check that they're all right. Uh, yeah, so basically today I've got plenty of... Um, jobs to do outside i want to get quite a few plants um up and running at and sorted out to go outside there's quite a few plants in the greenhouse um so some of the peas the mange too and that that i sowed have all come up now i want to now start hardening them off before i start planting those in the garden uh, i already hardened off the broad beans and these are um spring sown broad beans or you know because uh, i do have autumn sown broad beans that are already been in the garden in the in the beds over winter so hopefully um the, the the overwintered ones will come on first and then the spring ones will come to give me a batch in succession if you see what i mean uh yeah so i've got plenty to do actually uh, i keep saying it's going to ramp up ramp up but all that that cold bit sort of slowed everything back down but um providing it stays uh warm now warm enough warmish um it, there'll be quite a lot of planting to get done i did also sow some runner beans and some dwarfings i need to go and check on those in the greenhouse and see how they're coming along as well and then also um traditionally uh good friday would be the day to plant your potatoes um but as good friday moves about quite a bit uh you know any time now any 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 friday in, in the next uh couple of weeks is going to be fine um so i will need to look at getting um my uh, first early potatoes in the ground i did think i wasn't going to bother doing um main crop and i probably won't and the reason for that is because the farm next door sells sacks of them um that are grown on a farm not too far away so uh you know it's uh, growing potatoes takes up a lot of room to start with um and yeah it just might be easier for me to buy a sack uh from from another farm nearby um rather than worry about keeping potatoes going all summer long especially if it's a hot summer because they like a lot of water so at plastic you i can you know freeze up the space for other things then quick crops of things or, or things that need uh, better looking after eat, uh, more looking after Sorry, had to cut that short because John phoned again. Um, the chemist is, uh, well, supposed to open at quarter past nine. Uh, isn't open yet and I need my prescription today. They went yesterday, they hadn't done it. So they said, come back quarter past nine in the morning. It's not open, so I don't have any of my um, tablets to, for this morning. Um, it, uh, it's a bit of a nightmare, our local chemist. Uh, to be fair, they, they've got a massive catchment area. Um, being the only chemist uh, in the town of oh, how many, you know, tens of thousands of people. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's always a bit of a nightmare with them. <laughs> you put the order in in plenty of time, but it just never seems to be ready. Um, <clears throat> that's by the by. Uh yeah, so I 
lost my thing oh that's the other thing i'm going to do i'm going to um so i have uh gardener's world last night but um i have um bleeding hearts dicentra which is one of my favorite plants and they've all come up very nicely now so i'm going to take some basil cuttings of those today i've got some um nice thick plants but they'd be lovely to have them um you know to propagate them and have them all over the place because they are just um very splendid dainty little uh flowers which i adore um so i'm going to do some of that as well so yeah i've got a list of list of jobs in my head which i probably should write down because otherwise i'll be scurrying about from place to base um not really knowing what i'm doing maybe i'll go and write it all down now and uh start my day i'm in the greenhouse uh where i've been working this morning it's uh it's a good 20 28 degrees in here so it's pretty good to be fair but um, outside it's cold and you can feel it's cold and you know it's cold because the plants are like, nah, nah, I don't want to put any grace at all. They're just like, we had all that lovely warm weather and now they've just gone a bit dormant, um, the stuff outside. So I thought I'd come out and sort a lot of stuff out to put out for sale, but it's just uh, slow. Um, not helped by the fact we have had, had no rain, really. Um, the water butt that I use for the uh, greenhouse here is a big uh, metal tank and it's almost empty. Um, so we, we, had a, we had that heavy downpour um, oh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, lots of rain, uh, but we've not had anything since then really, a little smattering of damp, but that's it. Um, and so, you know, although we had that warm weather, the plants are like, yeah, no, no, it's not, it's not time, we're not ready. So um, they're all just putting on growth uh, a little bit at a time. There's no um, sudden rush of growth in anything, really. So, oh, yeah, I've been, so I've sorted out all the, um, so the chrysanthemums I potted up. I thought, well, they don't really need to be in the greenhouse. They can go in the polytunnel. So they're over in the polytunnel now with the dahlias, which are starting to put on a little bit of growth at the bottom. And I will take some cuttings from those. Um, and I also took over the ranunculus because I thought they don't really need the heat that the greenhouse is producing now. So they can, that makes room for lots of other things. I was going to move the sweet peas over, but I thought, well, if they get eaten down by mice, uh, I'm going to lose everything. So I might take some of them. Um, yeah, really, basically just moving stuff around in here that uh, doesn't need to be um have any heat because uh, i've got the heat mat move stuff away that doesn't need the heat move stuff over there that perhaps could do with a bit of heat it's all just a bit of um moving around and shuffling around some things are doing really well uh other things not so well um so i've got like oh, how many got one two three about four four trays of sweet peas uh two of them are doing well the other ones um i planted early i sowed those quite early and they're sort of very leggy and struggling so really the lot the light the later you plant them the better uh, you're going to get at spring i will try and endeavor to remember to sow them um in autumn next year so i get or this year coming so i get a a better early crop um yeah all the little seedlings that i've got sprouting they're all doing okay some of them died uh i think they got too hot so i've got some uh 
some well i've got trays of anti-rhinums actually um snapdragons some doing well uh one lot have died i don't know why i think they got too hot um when it when we had all that warm weather some of the stuff i've got in here the little plug plants of the uh delphiniums and that i've just put in a tray and i'm i've just given them a bit of a feed uh along with the pelagoniums that i did the other day and some penstemon uh cuttings that um martin's mum gave me actually last year so i'll get them going uh harden them off they're all you know once they're going i will get them all hardened off and then get them planted up but, um really and truly it's uh with too cold the temperatures would go down to minus one or two again tonight so um yeah so it's just it's just a tad too cold really at the minute uh and it, you could put them out and then but then you have to go out and cover them which uh, is fine if you remember to do that and if you don't remember to do that then you lose it also might as well stay in here at the minute <clears throat> i've got a um uh, nice plant i can't remember what it's called <laughs> Oh, that's ridiculous. It, anyway, I've got I've got some planted out that I planted out at uh, the beginning of the year. They are an outdoor plant, um, but I've got one in here, uh, which is growing nicely and it's actually flowering. So uh, I kept it in here to see if I could get it to flower early, and I can. So that will be good. Um, I can't even remember what it's called. It's very pretty. Uh, but I can get it to um, flower nice and early and... Uh, uh, that that'll be good for extra you know next year I'll, I'll probably take some cuttings or some seeds off of that grow extra and um maybe next sort of over winter next year use a bigger polytunnel to bring on some early stuff for for flower bouquets and stuff that's my plan anyway i uh, checked all my cuttings most of them are doing well um one or two the delphinium is not so well but that's fine i've got a tray full of delphinium plug plants um they're not doing so well but all the other things i took cuttings from are doing okay so yeah so i spent the morning in here arranging and feeding some stuff and uh looking at uh what's going well and what's not tomatoes i was going to pop them on but they're still in the um propagator and they're, they're looking all right at the minute and considering the temperatures are going to go down i'm going to wait until the temperatures moves up higher at night um because that way, although it would be cold at night, they, it won't be frosted. They won't, there was no chance of them getting frosted so um, or freezing. So they will do better then. So it's just a wait really now for the temperatures to at night to come back up a little bit. And once they do, um, I, can, I will pop those on. And once they've established a little bit of growth with some you know, warmer evenings, a few in a row, they should be fine then, but not... I don't want to take them straight out of the propagator, straight onto the the, the heat mat, um, which is open, uh, and risk getting them, them getting cold and uh, wilting. So I'm going to leave them for a while. Good morning. It's uh, Monday morning, uh, quarter past seven um it's been raining not masses amounts but it's raining um which is great <laughs> you won't often hear me say that oh, it's raining but um the ground was getting so dry and even if we get a little bit we are due quite a bit of rain this week on and off 
So um, that would be great for growth. Um, Cerinthi Major was the thing I was trying to, uh, the plant I was trying to remember in the greenhouse. So it's honeywort, beautiful uh, purpley, uh, bluey leaves with a, a gorgeous little purple bell type flower. Um, beautiful for foliage. That was what I was trying to remember. Um, <clears throat> so what have we done this weekend? Um, well, Saturday, as I said, I I was in the, there in the morning. Didn't really do a lot in the afternoon. John's been busy. Uh, he was busy taking down the fencing, the old fence in the paddock. Um, he's also cleaned out all the chickens and that this weekend. Um, cut the grass, cut the lawn, that sort of thing. Uh, been shopping because, of course, I was testing po positive. Um, yesterday um i tested negative yay so i thought right i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna find these snake's head uh fritillary flowers that i wanted um and uh, that was a disaster because uh went to uh the local diy shop and uh where well, they'd advertise them online they had them online got there didn't have any great so we went over to the garden center um and thought oh, i'll find them there didn't have any thought well okay we'll stop and have some breakfast the kitchen wasn't cooking because of staff shortages uh so so we, well they did a bacon sandwich that was it um called in to see my brother on the way back uh i had a cup of coffee with him um to find out where i could find <clears throat> some particular plants that i'm after uh, he said, uh, not this particular plant, but he said uh, one of the local shops, uh, in like a cheap shop, um, poundy shop, was doing um, loads and loads of bulbs and fruit trees at knockdown prices. So um, really good prices. So I went there. Uh, they sold out. <laughs> it was my day entirely for the not getting anywhere, really. I did actually pick up some lily bulbs that were um, all reduced by half price at the DIY shop, so I've, um, when, so when we came back, well, I popped in to see mum, belated birthday visit, um, and then, yeah, came back, and I planted, put, so put all the, um, lily bulbs that I bought in the ground, in the, in the cutting garden area, and then I spent, um, the rest of the afternoon, uh, basically, which was a couple of hours, actually, um, pricking out the tomato seedlings actually I say the seedlings had got quite big um so I had to really put them in big pots bigger pots you know nine centimeter pots was that the right word maybe not those nine centimeter. anyway then it, so I put so I potted them up so I've got now um loads and loads of pots of tomatoes rather than all being in the propagator and the reason being is because I looked at the weather forecast and over the next few days entirely um the temperatures at night are not going to go... They're not going to freeze. Um, Sunday morning, I think I said it was going to go down to minus two. I think it went down to about minus five. It was very, very cold. And even in my polytunnel, I, I lifted up the thing for the dahlias. And one of the dahlias that's on the end that's got some growth had got frosted. So, um, but that's all right. I mean, other growth will come. But it was in, it, incredibly cold. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm glad I didn't put anything out. So, but now I can think about putting things out in the cold frame, like the sweet peas, and the um, I've got some crazy daisies. They all really and the delphiniums all need to start hardening those up now to go out to be planted out. And I, but I didn't want to do it when it was 
freezing overnight because I didn't want to lose the lot. But now it's going to be, uh, you know, above freezing. I can put them out. They will they will stand that um, entirely. So, yeah, uh, that's mostly what we did, what I did at the weekend. Um, and uh, today, because it's raining, I'm probably going to do some housework, to be fair, because I could do with doing that. Um, so that's all done for when it's mild. But I have got a list of jobs, obviously, always, uh, that I want to get done outside at some point this week um because i think after this week things are going to really start uh sort of growing well now you're going to get this rain and the and the air temperatures warmer and the ground temperatures obviously warmer so they don't necessarily need lots of sun but they do need some warmth in the garden just to bring it all on which is going to happen and also obviously what's going to happen is going to bring on the weeds as well because that always happens um so there'll be lots of work to do. Um, yeah, I think. So, yeah, I've been doing things. I mean, probably 101 other things that I can't even think of, really, at the minute. But uh, um, doing lots of things and uh, still holding off the direct sewing I was. But that might change now if it stays like this and... Um, and dries up some at some point that then I will think about direct sowing vegetables and um you know hardy annual flowers so yeah so uh but today I think this morning specifically definitely housework oh and I use my uh new card machine card reader machine for the first time yesterday customer came said oh could I pay by card I said yes you can because I have a card reader, but I'm glad it was somebody I know actually. Because I, I said I, you can use it. Well, I've never used it before, so I don't really know what I'm doing. Because this morning I've got a totally new customer who um, got in touch with me for duck eggs and goose eggs, and they're coming uh, to get those this morning. Want to pay by card? So I'm glad I used it with somebody I know first. And the other thing was that um, all my uh, pushing and sharing and advertising and everything has done wonders with the eggs because yesterday in one day we took more than we normally do all week so I was quite chuffed about that um I also uh, reduced the price of the duck eggs for a while because uh we had that many but they're laying 10 eggs a day and I wasn't really getting any egg customers so you can imagine how many eggs start to stack up um so I reduced them all to a pound a box which seemed to work and I also uh started doing the goose eggs um rather than well they they're still one pound fifty per egg but if you have six they will be um a seven pound fifty for six so if you take all six you know you're getting a bargain really so uh yeah I um yeah we did a good we had a good day with uh, egg money um in one day which was uh a relief really shifted a fair few eggs as well so that's good oh my goodness i just uh, <laughs> i just lit quickly flicked to look at the clock uh to see what time it was and i couldn't believe it was three o'clock already um i didn't know <laughs> what time i thought it was but i did not think it was that late into the afternoon already uh so this morning i spent uh the morning cleaning oh joy well all day uh, really up until an hour or so ago um yeah clean clean the bedroom move all the beds you know do that or oh, clean everything strip the beds wash the bed covers etc so my bedroom or our bedroom the spare bedroom and then also into the office which had got 
uh, it started to look like the dumping ground again. So cleared all that out, uh, did the sitting room, moved all the sofas, took all the cushions off, all that palaver. Then I came into the kitchen and I had intended to do similar in the kitchen, but uh, I lost the will to live, to be fair. So I just hoovered the floor and wiped the sides down and um, cleaned out the cutlery drawer. That was it. Um, and then John popped in because he'd come to um, drop some rubbish off. He started a new job today, rip out the bath, the old bathrooms. Um, and he, so he stopped for a cup of tea. And then I was uh, thinking, right, I need to... Oh, and then I... That was it. So I've got this um, flower thing to do, flower arrangement to do on Wednesday. So I'd kind of half-formulated a plan of what I was going to do. Um, and so now I, then I was just sort of setting it all out to see whether what I had was going to do was going to work. One bit of it is not going to work, so I changed my idea on that. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, that's what I was doing and uh and then the phone rang and um it was the a lady I can't remember what her name was that's really bad isn't it a lady from the flowers from the farm uh group which I um well come not company organization that I joined uh back when I decided I was going to do this and we had quite a nice long conversation about um you know where I was at where I was going all the thing the things that are going to go on for the flowers of the farm they've got a big uh, flowers from the farm uh, big weekend um second to the 4th of August I think it is I'll just double check that and uh, would I be interested in doing an event for that of any type and she said it can be tight as small because I said I'm not really up and running or anything she said you can just you know just have you know you can just do a ticketed event have 10 people if you want um invite them round have a look at the garden have a cup of tea piece of cake that's it don't even don't have to charge them you can charge them if you want don't have to if you don't want to um so i said well that's sort of that sounds manageable I, maybe i will um do that do that as an event for for the flowers for the farm big weekend um so give me something else to think about but uh, yeah i had a quite a nice long conversation and then talks about all different courses and different people and do, that do different things and so um though I was going to dash out and maybe do something outside I just made myself a cup of tea and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have a look at these courses and events and uh things for an hour or so I think having spent all morning cleaning I deserve a little me time <laughs> nearly eight o'clock Tuesday morning <clears throat> it's um overcast um breezy it was quite stormy last night it was quite um there wasn't actually a storm but it was uh, the, the the skies were dark and gray and moody and the, the wind was up um and this morning we got a breeze and it's on the chilly side but you know, it's um, it's okay. Um, yeah, we haven't had a return to those sunny days yet, <clears throat> but that's fine. Uh, what's on the agenda today? Well, uh, I've just done all like household bits, washing up and all that sort of stuff. Do the eggs, put them out, and then my the first job I'm going to try and do because I think we're due some rain again today is I've got a so I've got a water tank, a tank 
on one side of my greenhouse that collects water. I've got a water butt at the end, end the other on the other side at the end. <clears throat> but at some point last year, the um, it's this is a plastic one, and the the uh, base buckled under the weight of the water. Um, so consequently, the pipes come out. It's not connected. It's not collecting. It's not collecting water. So, <clears throat> and I had said to John, we want to get that done at the weekend, but for one reason or another, we didn't get time, so we didn't do it. Um, but I really want to get out there today and have a look and see if I can uh, get it upright and um, connect it up so that I am collecting rainwater because, uh, you know, the more we can collect, the better. I have actually got another uh, water butt that Shelley gave me. Um, they've just redesigned all their garden. And... Um, Oh, oh, well, it'd be quite. I just thought this morning it'd be quite good to get that one connected up. So there's two there. But I'm going to. We have got some um, concrete blocks somewhere. So I'm going to uh, see if I can make a firmer base for that rather than the plastic one because they just don't sit. They never seem to sit on there properly, and they just buckle under the weight if it's not quite level. Um, so I'm gonna. That's that's my plan this morning. I don't know how long that's gonna take me. Shouldn't. In theory, shouldn't take me very long. Um, I think what I don't think there's a lot of water in there. I'd be emptying it first, and then um, making it, making sure it's upright and level, and connect it back up to the to the uh, drain pipe, to the guttering. Uh, one thing I was just thinking about actually was, uh, um, obviously, I I'm married to a plumber, so and John's not just, you know, hasn't just doesn't just do plumbing experience hasn't just got plumbing experience he's got um for a lot of his time uh when he was younger he worked on firms that did extensions and also firms that did loft conversions up in london so he's got um a, a good amount of knowledge um and skills his skill set is vast really um as i always say the one thing he does never touch is electrics and he's not so good at carpentry but he will give it a go but uh yeah, so his skill set is vast. Um, I quite like to think I'm very practical and could apply myself, um, you know, especially if I sort of uh, have a vague idea and then either ask somebody if that idea is right or, or look it up. Um, so, yeah, so the one thing I was thinking is that a lot of people, especially, you know, when John comes home and he says, like, he says this or says that, and it occurs to me that people don't have um any practical experience at all in, in a lot of things which uh you know it's just something always we've all I've always grown up with always grown up within a building family of level builders of one sort or another carpenters reefers um you know so always being uh, surrounded by people who are very practical uh which I think has stood us in good stead because it means I will give it a go, you know, uh, or, and if I can't do it, John certainly knows how to do it and will do it. Um, yeah, so lucky, lucky in that respect. But, you know, if you decide you're going to do something like this, a bit, you know, just try and get as many practical skills on side as you can. Um, you know, you don't have to be amazing at it because with, with time you'll learn and improve. So, but yeah, practical skills are, uh, a must, I think, um, for something like this, really. 
that was my thoughts this morning when I was doing it. Thank goodness I'm practical and I can give it, go out and give it a go. And uh, then thinking about the the whole journey of how that came about. But um, other jobs in my um, line of sight, if you like, are filling up the beds, the raised beds. As so now I can now, we've now moved to a, a more settled um, weather. Although it's chilly out, it's, we're not looking at... Um, zero temperatures uh for the foreseeable future not for the next week or so by the looks of it so i can put out the plants that i want to put out to harden off um and they are you know i'm the space that i'm using is filling up rapidly i mean i'm almost at maximum now so I, it's a constant case now of moving stuff from one you know from one um growing set of set of growing conditions onto the next set before they finally go out the constant moving them um, to harden them all off and that's all that means uh, so basically what, what that means is um, getting a plant used to a weather conditions slowly that's what hardening off means so is they've been in, if you know they've been in the greenhouse in the propagator you take them out of the propagator and put them on the side in the greenhouse and then eventually you move them to the cold frame which is a little bit sheltered and then out you know if, if you choose to then out in the open for a little bit just to see how they go and then out plant uh, plant them out because um and that's really just the process of hardening off that's how you do it um some people use a cold frame slightly differently you might have seen that where they where the cold frame is full of um soil and they grow into the cold frame i don't do that i use my cold frame as a uh you know to to protect things from the weather uh, that's what i use mine for so um yeah so that's on my thought processes today i don't know how far i'm going to get with that but we will see I was just thinking about going out and I thought, oh, I better do that first. And I'm, oh, I better do that first. So uh, put on a wash load first because um, it looks like it's going to be a fairly dry day. I can at least get most of it dry. <clears throat> and also think about the dinner dawn. So today is one of my favourite um, days when I look in the freezer and I get a few bits out and I put it in the slow cooker and we have soup. So I've got some... Um, chicken wings from a uh, whole chicken that I cooked a while back we don't really uh, some people are really chicken wing fans we're not <laughs> but they are great if you save them bung them in a soup um so in there in my thing has gone um chicken wings and then um a, a, a soup bat bag batch which has got um courgettes uh turnips um what do i think what else has got in there i found then i've got some onions in there um these are all frozen so onions and i found a small amount of uh runner beans as well bung those in there i also had in the fridge because uh, yesterday john had a pork chop and he had it with mashed potato and beans and there was a like a third of a tin left so I thought right bung that in so that's gone in there with some salt um, not salt uh, with a chicken stock cube and some pepper and also a bit of mushroom powder because obviously John can't digest whole mushrooms so that's all gone in there I'm, trying to, I'm looking in there to see what else was in there um just uh, and then I what I do is rinse the bean can out with water put that water in the uh in there and uh that will make a nice... Oh, and I... That's the other thing I had. So um, I had some broccoli, uh, which we used last week. And I kept the stalk in the bottom of the fridge because 
keep in the broccoli stalks. Don't throw them away. Uh, don't put them in your compost heap. Use them in your soup because they are packed with flavour um, and they're great for things like that. Uh, when we had um, dinner around at Shelley's, um, roast dinner on, uh, for Mother's Day, and she had a bag of uh, peelings, and she said, here, you can take them home for the rabbit. And I said, never mind the rabbit, they will be fine for, for soup. Is it, I, I mean, I don't ever peel my carrots, but if you do, keep the, you know, what, if you like to peel your carrots, keep the peelings, put them in your soup. Um, it's, uh, yeah, anything, you know, and your, your bits, if you do um, cauliflower, keep the leaves, keep the stalks, keep all that, make it makes amazing soup. And once it's in there and it's cooked and it's all whizzed up, nobody's going to know that that was made from vegetable peelings, I can assure you. It's going to taste amazing. Um, so don't waste them. That, that's my top tip. Don't waste them. I also got some fruit out of the freezer. And we're going to have... Uh, I'm going to make a crumble later. So we've got some um, mixed fruit. These are all uh, oh, raspberries and strawberries. I didn't know what they were. I knew they were, it was red, but... Raspberries and strawberries, mixed fruit. And I've also got eight in there. I found a bag of uh, cooked apple and honey. So that will make a really nice um, uh, crumble. I need to start using up um, quite a lot of... Well, I am trying to use up a lot of the stuff that's already frozen to make way for the new season ahead stuff because uh, that won't be long before that's coming in. I had to go on to plan B with the water, but because... Um, I stood there and emptied about six or seven watering canfuls, thinking it wasn't very full, and put them into the uh, the metal trough at the side of the greenhouse. <coughs> and then I thought, well, I'll just take the lid off, see how much further I've got to go, see if I just empty out the last bit. I took the lid off and it's still three quarters full. And I thought, well, oh, there's no point wasting that. Um, it's not connected to the to the drain pipe at the minute so what I will do is over the next few days use that water to water in the greenhouse and when it's empty because obviously it's too heavy at the minute and it's leaning backwards um when it's empty then I will move it and uh get it upright and connect it all back up because there's no point wasting all that water um and things don't need watering at the minute because we had a little bit of rain yesterday uh, even in the greenhouse I watered it the night before last and everything the sort of you know the compost still looking damp so there's no point you uh, wasting that water uh just to get that job done because it was on the agenda so I will wait and uh do that another time in the meantime I think I'm going to go and plant up ranunculus into the big polytunnel to get them coming on so that I uh start having some flowers that I can use uh for the bouquets I fear this is going to be a long podcast this week, but um, I really wanted to get this in there, and so I'll try and talk through it as quickly as I can. So I just read a um, an article online about uh, the 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 fear of losing um, family farms in the future because um, obviously fuel um, fuel everything is going up. Fuel prices, um, food prices, fertilizer prices. Uh, they're all affecting um, farming. But uh, to me, it's the ideal opportunity, but we have to get people on board with this. We have to get the, you know, Joe Public to understand that we need um, better quality, smaller, local 
food producers to be more self-reliant in this country and then we can weather the storms we we seriously can weather storms but you can't weather the storms when um you're dependent on um you know fuel um and fertilizer from thousands of miles away it's just not it's just not possible we need to get back to some bit more um so rather than intensive farming and producing massive amounts of foods smaller qualities of you know smaller quantities of quality food that is sold locally it's got to be the way i can't you know i it's just i mean i've never run a farm i don't know but to me it seems that's logically the way to go and um just but but you need consumers on side you need consumers to understand that this is what we need this is what needs to happen you need to eat less food better quality um and and again john and i were talking last night you know going back to the you know back in the day when we were younger what what appliances did you have on and we were talking about nobody had a freezer or very you know not ordinary everyday people living you know in an estate or everything had a freezer um to to hoard masses of food in they might have if they were you know self-sufficient back then but you basically had a small fridge in your kitchen with the smallest ice box in there, which we were laughing because you could barely get a block of ice cream and your ice cube trays in there. That was it. Um, that was, So you went out, you know, I know it's different, times are different, but, you know, usually the mother went out shopping daily and got... So you didn't have masses of food sat in your fridge masses of food sat in your freezer you literally uh had the smallest ice box ever which is hilarious really um and you didn't have you know i said to john i don't remember we didn't have you know uh, store cupboards full of stuff um and we didn't have we certainly didn't have packets of biscuits and crisps and chocolate bars and we still don't but um you know we just we didn't have that it you just it just life is so totally changed and no wonder there are so many problems i you know i really put a lot of today's problems down to food the food that that, you know people are eating the the junk food and because it just it's just available everywhere uh but it wasn't back in the day and um i'm not saying those problems didn't exist back in the day but i think they were a lot far fewer and further between than they are now yeah, it's just I just think we need the people to wake up to this and help these farmers and we need the farmers to take the plunge and change the way they do things uh, so that as a country we can be more self-reliant and weather the storms when they come. That's just my opinion, but uh, I needed to get it out. I've just uh, dived into the greenhouse the wind has picked up quite a bit. Um, and uh, so this morning I've filled one of the small raised beds. So they're 1.2 metres by uh, eight um, by a metre, I think. Yeah, that's right. So I filled it up with um, some topsoil. And I was going to plant into it, but then I thought, well, it'd probably be better if I direct sow into that because then I can see... Um, the weeds it's better so the other stuff I've got is um compost that we made 
which tends to be quite weedy anyway. So if I plant into that, I know exactly what I've planted. If I direct sowed into it, I would have a job to tell until the plants got bigger, what was weeds and what was seeds, what was flowers. So I've planted into um, sterile soil, uh, which is going to be the better option. So I've sowed five um, rows of various different things. So I've got some, um, some beautiful blue poppies, some mother-of-pearl poppies, um, some... Buplurum, whatever it's called, and some amaranthus, some bunnytail grasses, and some foxtail grass, then some gypsophilia, um, some pink loving a mist, and some calendula, uh, not calendula, yeah, calendula as well, and some, yeah, that was it. So, um, but uh, it's a bit of bit of a made of a bit of a boo-boo really because uh, trying to plant uh, trying to hang on to tiny little lightweight seeds when it's windy uh that's a bit of a faux pas i did manage it just but there will be some um plants growing in areas that uh i hadn't planned on so i have um yes i filled that up uh marked out the rows sowed the seed covered them up well i, I watered it watered the soil beforehand and now i've put some um Enviro mesh on the top and that is just to stop the cats getting in there and digging that up they don't need protection it's just that i don't want the cats to dig it all up and i had to weight that down because it's really windy i forget how windy it gets really till you're out working with it uh, i also sowed all the ranunculus in the polytunnel and um yeah it's quite windy it's nice in the in the greenhouse uh just had a message from samantha she's going to come over so it's probably going to be pretty much um, everything I get done out here for now. I am thinking is, you know, I, you can sometimes feel when the time is right. And I feel now that the time is right. I think there's a, a tractor in the next field that is sowing something. Um, so they know it's right. You know, farmers are pretty good indicator for that sort of thing. They know the time is good. Um, I'm thinking the same. And so probably from here on in every time I get a chance I will be uh, filling up beds and sowing and planting um etc etc so yes yeah, uh, we're about to start to get interesting hello and uh, welcome to Wednesday. It's um, Wednesday uh, mid-afternoon and I've come out into the greenhouses. There's positively balmy in here at uh, 25, six, 27 degrees, which is uh, a lot warmer than it is in my house, I can tell you. <laughs> um, it's moody. The skies are moody and it's windy. There are um, a tapestry of different greys in the clouds. Um, it's definitely a moody day uh, and breezy and uh, the breeze is a tad chilly so I can't, I decided I wasn't going to do anything outside because um, we had rain sort of rain on and off a bit as well not masses but uh, it's just not a particularly brilliant day so um I thought, right, what shall I do, Dawn? And I, um, so I had to, this morning I got everything ready for my flower club session this evening for our practical, which is a parve. And I think I've sort of worked out in my head what I'm going to do. Whether it works out like that, no idea. But uh, 
time will tell. Um, and then after that, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to indulge myself a little bit more and I'm going to do something I wanted to have a go at, which is making flower crowns, a flower crown. Um, so I thought, well, I'll sit down and do that because I did think maybe I can um, offer flower crown workshops in the, you know, in the summer, which would be quite nice to sit outside in the um, under the shade of a tree and make some flower crowns, do a workshop, whatever. I don't know. Just a thought that ran through my head is a, an added, you know, an added income, I suppose, that when you've got an abundance of um, greenery and flowers growing all around you, um, you know. So uh, anyway, having never made one before, I thought I'd better give it a go to see if it was going to be a thing I could do or not. Um, it, I'd made a lovely one, beautiful flower crown out of um, uh, cherry, ornamental cherry blossom, um, lilac greenery uh some um jerusalem artichokes no not jerusalem artichokes jerusalem cowslips um and some tiny little uh red flowers i can't remember what they're called um yeah so and it was all right but the only thing was is that my the wire that i had wasn't very strong so it's a little bit wibbly wobbly when you picked it up um but i'll uh, what i might do is get some stronger wire have another go when some more you know when some stuff comes out and um give it a go because it doesn't look terribly difficult and I think I could just manage to do a workshop um which would be uh yeah as I said a little bit of extra income just do small workshops um I think that could be a definitely a, be a, a useful add-on really um but yeah so I thought so to, to, um, what I've got to do really is do it again uh get the right stuff work out how long it's going to take so that you know how long the workshop's going to be um work out rough costs and things like that but uh yeah definitely think i'm gonna give that a go i did try a second one um which was a little bit more uh uniform a little bit more a little bit less flowery and a little bit more structured but didn't really work out how i thought it would in my head which is often the case to be fair uh, that's what i'm worried about my flower thing tonight in my head looks good when I get it there, it might not look that good. Who knows? But yeah, so, uh, and then I thought, well, I'll come outside and just check over the greenhouse and everything's just like growing nicely without my aid at the minute. It's not been so warm that the the compost is drying out. So everything's sort of going along tickety-boo. I had some, um, it was a really good deal on the internet um, with some ranunculus bulbs. Um, so I had, I think, 60 of those arrive of three different colors i think it's red white and pink uh and as my ranunculus that i'd sowed not long ago they're only just starting to um show leaves there's there's still plenty of time for these to um to get going so I, what i've done is that they're soaking in water in the kitchen for 24 hours before i plant them up where, where i'm going to do that not really got a clue at the minute the the good thing with um growing flowers is raining now the good thing with growing, growing flowers for uh for cutting is that you don't have to have the spacing that um that you would have in your garden um so you can you can get them quite close together in fact that would probably be uh, quite beneficial because you then uh sort of crowd out the light which makes them grow up taller so you get a better cutting stem length 
that's my theory. Um, I assume that's how that works. But yeah, so that's basically it really at the minute for, for today. It's raining. It's not very nice. I'm not going to do anything outside. Um, oh, I'm just looking out here. We've separated Ted from his lady today. Um, we've put him out in the actual orchard bit because... Um, one of as I said before, one of the things is that Ted's an awful lot heavier than his ladies. He's a lot bigger, and I think that was one of the problems. They're very stumpy. So I, I said to John this morning, we shut him out away from her, give her a break, um, today, and maybe sort of every couple of days we will do that because uh, it's just not fair on her really. Now that she's the only one as well, and his all his attention will be on her. So if we can just sort of give her a break from that um obviously it's because a lot of it is because they're confined in their little uh area if they were out wandering around looking at you know picking at the grass picking at bugs and stuff like that they'd probably be a little bit more preoccupied and he wouldn't worry as much but um when there's you know nothing for them nothing else for them to do really um that's what he likes to do so uh, um yeah so we've separated those today and I said we'll probably do it maybe a couple of days and then let him back in and then a couple of days separate them again and maybe vice versa just move them around a bit here and there uh the tortoises not come out since that warm weather the other week they're still in their hut now which is a bit of a shame really because they've woken up <laughs> uh but uh it's cold so they've just gone back inside and I mean, they won't go back to sleep now, so that's a good thing. But they, they're they not um, coming out to eat or anything like that at the minute because it's too cold. And uh, everything else is pretty much as is, really. We've still got plenty of eggs being laid and um, there's no sign of them sort of easing off the laying. The ducks have just eased off a little bit, which is good because we're sort of back down to six a day now. We was up to ten a day. It's like, oh, God, that's a lot of duck eggs. About six a day now. It's really rather horrible. Uh, so uh, that's probably it for me for this week. So thank you for listening this week. Um, I hope you have a fabulous week. I hope the weather improves for everybody, wherever you are. I hope it's a little bit warmer. I don't mind it um, if it's not blaringly sunny, as long as it's sort of nice enough to work out in. But today's rather horrible. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm not going to. That's it. Simple as that, really. Uh, so, yep, thanks for listening and I will catch up with you next time.